Today's share in Mishnabura Yomi is Daf Ayin Gimel Omid Beis. We're in the second volume of Mishnabura, and we're beginning a brand new simon tonight, Simon Kuf Ayin Aleph, which is the halachos of Shalolin Hog Bizoyon Ba'ochlin, how a person should not treat foods in a disparaging way. We start right off with the Mechaber, Sif Aleph. The Mechaber says, Os Adam of Bipas. A person is allowed to use bread for his needs for that bread, including not only eating it, but using it in other ways as well. However, that's as long as he doesn't make the bread into a disgusting thing. However, if he's going to make the bread into something that's no longer edible, that's something that's disgusting, low, then you're not allowed to use the bread for that purpose. The Mishnah Bur explains in Sif Katan Aleph, Tzrochov, Rotzolomar, Tzorech Tashmisha, for using it for some purpose that you want. Ukemoshi is bar lekame, as we'll explain in the upcoming Sifim. Sifkot and Beis, Bepas, you're not allowed to do this with bread, and the Mishnabur says, Vakosha came Bishar Ochlin, and as well, all sorts of other Ochlin as well. If you are allowed to use bread for all your needs, and bread is the highest level of food, so then you certainly are allowed to use other food items for your personal needs. Sivkot and Gimel, Avomidi de Mimispe, Vahule, but you're not allowed to use it for something that will make it disgusting. And this is true, the Mishnabur says, Vafilu Bishar Ochlet, Gamkinoser. Even for other foods besides bread, the lower quote level foods, you're still not allowed to use them in a disgusting way as well. Sivkot and Dalid, though, you're not allowed to. Vim Osil Refua, Shari, Afilu Mimispe. If the purpose that you're using it for is for a medicinal purpose, then even if it will destroy the food and make it no longer edible, you're allowed to use the food item for medicinal purposes. As we will learn eventually in Hilchos Shabbos, below and even if it's not for medicinal purposes, if it's necessary for the person for whatever the reason to use the food in that way, and it's a normal way that people use this type of a food, and it is permissible. Therefore, the Mishnah says, Therefore, one is allowed to sprinkle wine on the dirt floors that they used to have in those days. They would pat down the dust and keep it from flying all over the place, but it also would give it a nice aromatic smell. And likewise, one can anoint one's own body with wine or with oil, which would obviously make them no longer edible. As the Gemara explains in several places. However, the Mishnah says, also lift so azesim, but you're not allowed to crack open olives, lito yod bemayim in order to wash your hands with the juice or the water, the liquid that comes out from them. Shechazokim heimumavirin sazuama, they're very strong and they remove the sweat and the filth from your hands. But you're not allowed to do this. Why not? Because that will ruin the olives. And therefore, you're ruining the olives, and you should do this in a way that will ruin the olives. The issue footer number two brings down, what about tasting a food and then spitting it out? So he says, since you're trying just to taste the food, you're not interested in eating it right now, you are permitted to spit it out after you tasted it. You don't have to swallow it if you don't want to, and it's not a concern over here of wasting the food. However, in regards to using bread, to, quote, rinse out your mouth in between eating cheese and meat, so then Shulchan Aruch in Yeridea brings down that you should chew the food in between and swallow it and not just spit it out. That's improper. That would be Hefzit Ochlin. The Mechabah continues and he writes, Therefore, we never put raw meat on top of bread. We don't pour or put a cup of full with liquid on top of a piece of bread because it may spill on it and ruin it. Likewise, we don't put some sort of a pot on top of the bread, leaning it on the bread, if the pot is filled with something that if it spilled out on the bread, it would destroy the bread, it would make the bread no longer edible. 
Mishtabur in Sivkat and He explains a kosmale, it's almost certain that the water or the item in the cup will spill on the bread and it will ruin the bread. This is what number four brings down. Likewise, we said slicing a piece of bread. Don't place it over top of a, of a pot. Because maybe the slice of bread will fall into the pot. And it will ruin the food. If the item is filled, if the pot is filled with something, likewise, for the reason that we just explained, and likewise, certainly, if the plate that you're leaning on the bread is not clean itself, and it will destroy or ruin the pots just by the fact that the bottom of the plate is dirty that's on top of the bread. If the pot is not filled with anything, then, sorry, then technically you could leave a clean pot on top of a piece of bread. Lismoch to lean on it, after mishtamish pasim, though you're using the bread, because as we just said at the very beginning of the sif, the osa adam called srochu bipas kvenal. So a person is allowed to use bread for purposes that will not destroy the bread. Vuadin the mutalachasas will clean. Likewise, you could put the bread on top of some sort of a vessel or a container and cover it up. That would also be permissible, as brought down from the tour. The issue number five brings down, that's giving us the heter, that's why you're allowed to use dough and put it on as a covering or as a seal on top of a pot, as brought down in Shulchan Aruch in Shin Yud Ches. The Bir Halacha in Dibra Maschal in Himalaya, the Chavetz Chaim writes, Verisi be primagodim, Shekasev. I saw that the primagodim wrote, Denir lo davka lismoch hakarishari. Only to lean the pot on the bread is permissible. Because that's ditzorich achilohi, because you need it for whatever the reason. When the pot's not filled, you need to lean the pot over there for whatever the reason on the bread. However, avalasos belochosh ain't achila, but to use the bread for something, to lean something on the bread that is not for the needs of eating, to lean something else, a book on the bread or something like that, also that would not be permissible. That would be like throwing the bread. And we've already learned, and we'll learn again, that throwing bread is not permissible. However, the Mishnah said, the lone hero, that doesn't appear to be correct to me, because the Rashbar brings down that Lishul sorry Lismoch Karikonis, you can even lean an empty plate, and obviously the empty plate wouldn't be Vitzarachonafish in any way, and therefore he says, I ain't shown in the Rashbar that this doesn't seem to be right. As long as the bread's not being ruined, you can even lean something that's not Litzarachonafish on the bread. The Mechaba continues and he writes, You're not allowed to wash your hands with wine. And this is true, Ben Chai, whether it's undiluted wine, or Ben Mazug, or whether it's diluted wine. They used to have raw wine, which always had to be diluted. So in the raw state, you really couldn't drink it. So you're not allowed to use even that non-potable wine, because all it's missing is dilution to be drinkable. So you're not allowed to pour this non-diluted wine or even diluted wine on your hands to wash your hands. And this is afilu netilo she'enu tzorech achila. And we're not talking here about washing your hands for the tila sidaim or to washing your hands for some tzorech of the meal. But we're just talking about washing your hands with these materials, with these beverages. That's not allowed. Nishtabur in Siv Katan Ches explains, Dilu benetilo le'achila, if you're talking about washing the tila sidaim, belav hachiyosu lekama poskim. We've already learned that according to many poskim, we learned this in Simon Kuf Samach and Sif Yud Base, that you're not allowed to use wine to go wash your hands for Nitila Sidaim. Because the Ain Nitila the only type of liquid you're really allowed to wash your hands with is water. 
Elo, Here he's talking about even when it's not for Natila Sidaim, and it's not for the needs of the meal. Your hands are dirty, and you just want to wash them, and the only beverage around there is wine, you still shouldn't use wine and waste the wine, so to say, to wash your hands. This is an embusha, this is an embarrassment, so to say, using the wine for such a purpose. And this is who I didn't, Bishar Mashkin also, likewise for other beverages, this is not permissible. In the Sharet Zion, Siv Katan Ches, the Chavetz Chaim brings down, Kivan Datan Mishum Dimais, the reason is, because you're going to ruin that beverage by washing hands with it. This is true not only of wine, this would be true for any other type of beverage that would be ruined by your washing your hands in it. However, the Mishabur says there is a difference between wine and other beverages. Under extenuating circumstances, we've already learned in Simon Kuf Samach at the end, Suf Yud Beis, and in the Bir Halacha over there, that it would be permissible to use other beverages under extenuating circumstances. And the issue footer number six quotes what we learned over there, and he writes, Ledina yesh Wine you shouldn't use even under extenuating circumstances. Aval other beverage, for example, like fruit juices, yesh You could use them to wash your hands in the Tilasidaim or for other purposes under extenuating circumstances when you have no water. Regarding Mayim Achronim, we're going to learn in Simon Kuf Pei Aleph, Shem'ein lo Mayim Elo Sharmashim, if you only have other beverages besides water, Muturli told him, you are allowed to wash your hands in those other beverages, Mishum Shigam He Minakim Esayad, Minazuma Kimo Mayim, because they will also clean the hand from the sweat and the grease and the other Zuama, waste material that's on your hand, just like water will. What about soda? So he brings down from Chaim Pinchus Scheinberg Zatzal, Soda has the status of other beverages, and you shouldn't use it. You should only use them if there's no alternative choice, or if they're about to be thrown out. There's a little bit of soda left in the bottle. You're going to throw it away. It doesn't pay to put it back, so then you'd be allowed to use it for Mayim Achronim. Because in this situation, there's no loss. You were throwing it away anyway. And this is Mashmah also from the Shilas Tshuvas from the Marsham. Finally, any leftover beverages that are in your cups that you're going to throw away, nobody's going to be drinking them anymore. So, Vayashiv Zatzal brings down, You would be allowed to wash with the leftover beverages in your, in your cup that are going to be thrown away after the meal. You could wash Maimachron with them. Because, They lost their Chashivas of being a Mashka because you're about to throw them away. Therefore, you would be allowed to use them for Maimachron. Then the Mechaber continues and he writes, the Ein Zarkin Hapas. We mentioned this earlier. You're not allowed to ever throw bread. Mishum Bizoin Acholim. This is a busha. This is an embarrassment. This is a, uh, a denigration over here of the food. So bread is higher than all other foods. You're all allowed to throw other foods. The Mishnah Bur explains the Sivkot and Tess. Ushar Poskim. The Pas Chashiva Tvei Mishar Ochlin. Bread has a higher status than all other foods. And therefore, Obedidei, by bread, even if it's not going to get ruined, you're going to toss it to your friend right next to you, and he's going to eat it right away. It's not going to get ruined. You're still not allowed to throw it. It's osir. If you toss it onto a table where it's clean, this is considered a denigration of the bread, and you shouldn't do this. The issue for number seven brings down, in the Ber Heitev, in Simon Tov Lamed Dalet, in the name of the Seder Ayom, when we say on Pesach, Erev Pesach, we're getting rid of all of our chametz, we specifically say kol chamira, we're getting rid of all of our bread, we say it in Aramaic, Beloshan Aramis. 
Why? Bread is the staff of life, and we don't want to get rid of bread so quickly and easily under other circumstances. And by saying, I'm getting rid of all of my bread, you're sort of say being mezalzal in the covered bread. And therefore, and this way it was arranged to say this paragraph of getting rid of all your chametz in Aramaic, so that the quote, destroyers, the mazikin, and the prosecutors, the makatrigim, won't hear you say that I'm getting rid of my bread. Tisha foot number eight brings down, especially when you're making hamotzi, you shouldn't toss the bread to the people at the table around you. You should pass it, but you shouldn't toss it. And this will be, even if it's not going to make the bread disgusting, you're going to toss it in a way that won't ruin it, it won't make it unappetizing. You're still not allowed to do this, because the prusa of hamotzi, nechshab bizoyin mitzvah, if you throw it. This prusa, we just made a brach on it, now you're tossing it, that's improper. Crumbs of bread that are left on the table that don't have a kezayis in any of the crumbs. So the Shulchan Aruch is going to teach us in Simon Kuf Pei. Mutul Adam, you're allowed to throw them away. However, it still says there's a kashali anias. There's an aspect over here of a person that tosses these breads away without really thinking about it. So then it's going to lead to poverty. And the Mishnah Buru writes over there, it's only to step on them. If you just left them on the floor without picking them up, so then you step on them, that's a bizoyon gadol. However, but to throw them away in some sort of way, to throw them into water, that's not considered a bad thing to do. The Shulchan Aruch brings down, before we wash my machronim, you should make sure that you cleaned off the table from all crumbs, because when you wash my machronim, you could theoretically get those crumbs wet and make those crumbs no longer edible, which is improper to do. Now back to the Chan Bechaber. So he said you can't throw the bread, that's a bizoyim for the bread. Just like you're not allowed to throw bread, you're also not allowed to throw other foods, but here, only if you're throwing those foods, they'll get ruined by it, they'll become nimas, they'll become disgusting by throwing it. However, if you're throwing something that won't become disgusting, you're throwing it either in a way that won't make it disgusting, you're throwing it into a place that isn't disgusting itself. For example, kagon, to throw a gozim, the rimonim, the chavushim, to throw walnuts and pomegranates and quinces, that would be permissible because you toss an apple, you toss something like that, as long as it doesn't get destroyed or ruined or you're tossing it into a place that's disgusting so the person will catch it and then he'll eat it and use it so it doesn't make it disgusting. It's only bread, even if it doesn't make it disgusting, that you're not allowed to throw it. Nishdabur in Sivkot and Yud writes, if something will be made disgusting by throwing it, you're not allowed to throw it even if it's not bread. For example, could go and tame him if you're throwing figs or chadome or something like figs, sinishbaslu cold sarkin that had been already fully cooked, shame rakim, they're very soft, and they're going to come and decompose and break apart via throwing them, and then they're Muslim, and they'll become disgusting then, so you're not allowed to throw those foods. As opposed to, in Sivkot Yudalev, something like walnuts or pomegranates or quinces, we said, you're allowed to throw them. Shame kashim, because they're hard, and they're not going to fall apart by being thrown. We're talking here about if you tossed it someplace, you tossed it into a clean pace. Because if you tossed it into a place that's dirty, then you're not even allowed to throw a walnut into a place that's dirty. We're going to learn in, in tomorrow's year in Siftalit. Then the Mishnah continues and he writes, If a person sees food lying on the ground, you're not allowed to walk by and just leave it over there. You have to go and pick it up. It's not proper to leave it over there. 
Nowadays, however, Dishufu number 11 brings down, If you find a piece of bread in the street, no normal person is going to eat that bread. So it's different nowadays than it was in those days. Therefore, Rav Yashu's Atzal brings down. Today, if you see a piece of bread in the middle of the street, you don't have to go and pick it up. Because no, no human being, no normal person is going to go eat that bread. So it loses its chashivah, so to say, as an ochel. It doesn't have the status over here of being mavir and ala ochlem. However, if you find a package that's sealed and, and packed away, somebody dropped a, a loaf of bread that's in its package and it's sealed, so then you're not allowed to just walk by, you have to go pick it up. Mishnah Brewer brings that one exception to this, which wouldn't apply really nowadays. Unless there was a concern that people picked up things in the middle of the street, people would suspect them of some sort of magic or black magic over here, necromancy in some way. They're using it for kishofim. So then in those days that was a concern. Kigon Kikar Sholem is more an area than brings down that they would pick up these things, they would do black magic with it, so then you don't have to walk and pick something like that up where people will suspect you of using it for magic. Today, now, that really doesn't apply. Then they brings down, he said, Gemara in Tainis, the Rav Huna Sover, Rav Huna holds, You're not allowed to feed food that's fit for human consumption to an animal, or or to birds. However, Omnam Be'al Yerabba, Mistapik and Malachi Rav Huna Bazer. The Yerabba says, we're not sure if we're passing over here like Rav Huna that you can't do this. And he says, look at the Masas HaShakel. So Mitzadeh, who argues, the Ain Lo Dover Achil Lahachil, Ki Emaich Lodim, if you have no other food to feed your animals except for human food, Lukuli Amamot, then everybody would agree that it's permissible. The Evshad, the Mishum Zen, Noagin Olam, Hetel Lahachil Lofus Pas. And that is the Hetel that people have. They go frequently, they feed birds, they go feed them bread or bread crumbs. It's a very favorite pastime of parents to take their children to go and throw bread comes at the birds and feed them. So this is not usher because we don't have other bird food for them, so we're allowed to give them this bread. Tisha food number 12 brings down, to give human food to your animal, so Dain Weiss, Zatzal, in the Minchas Yitzchuk writes, Mutter, it is permissible. But It's your animal, so you're getting Hanor from giving him human food. The only forbidden thing to do by giving human food to an animal is when you're giving it to somebody else's animal. And he adds, You can also give bread that's pasakum to a person who has an animal or a bird in order that that person should feed it to his animals because he's not going to eat it. The issue foot number 13 brings down in Shulchan Aruch in Simon Shin Chaf Aleph, Shemutu Lefora Lechlef Neatanagon. You're allowed to break bread up into crumbs and throw it to the chickens. And he brings down as well in Simon Shin Chaf Dalit, Shemutu Lachtoch Deluin Lefne Behemoth. You're allowed to cut up a melon of some sort, a gourd, in front of animals as well, even though these are human foods. And he brings down from the Mishnah Brura, Sheesh Hanoagim Litain Chitim Lefne Ophos Bishabashiri. He says many people have the custom that on Shabashira, Pasha Voz Yoshim, Bishalach, they go and put out bird food, food, wheat for the birds in remembrance of the fact that the birds came and ate the mun that Dos and Navirin had put out there in the fields to try to trick the people into saying that the mun did fall on Shabbos, contrary to what Moshe said. However, the Mishnabur brings down over here, Ein shari ein You're not allowed to feed animals on Shabbos that you're not responsible for. So that was the problem, but not the fact that you're giving human food to an animal. However, others disagree and say that's because this wheat over here that you're feeding to the birds isn't really human food. However, certainly in regards to the bread that you made hamotzi on, or the bread that's attached to the bread that you actually ate made the hamotzi on, you shouldn't go and give that to animals because that had a mitzvah done with it and it's improper that that should be then given to an animal. The Mirin Tainus brings down that if human food is going to spoil, and there's no way that you're going to eat it before it spoils, so you're allowed to feed it to your animal in that situation as well. 
Finally, Dirshu footnote number 10 brings down that if somebody's machmed that he doesn't sell chametz that's be'en, whole pieces of chametz, he only sells the chametz that is like crumbs all over his house that he doesn't know about, that he sells, but he doesn't sell a whole loaf of bread. He throws that away or burns it. So the Shevet Alevi says that's not a problem with baltashchis, and you're allowed to do this because you're doing your letzorich mitzvah, and that's not considered therefore baltashchis or throwing away bread. That concludes today's share.